Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith, and this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, so we're here in the book of Isaiah, and man, I'm not, I'm sorry, Hosea, <laughs> the book of Hosea. And basically, last time, me and John were talking about just the fact that Israel was prostituting themselves with idols, and these idols were empty. They couldn't save. And in fact, they enslaved, right? And so here, he's going to talk about the consequences, which is exile. Hosea is going to prophesy about the exile that will be taken from the land. He says this Israel, do not rejoice jubilantly as the nations do. For you have acted promiscuously, leaving your God. You love the wages of a prostitute on every grain threshing floor, threshing floor and wine that will not sustain them and new wine will fail them. They will not stay in the land of the Lord. Instead, Ephraim will return to Egypt and they will eat unclean food in Assyria. Now. Once again, I've said this before, one of the ways, listen, one of the ways to think about the prophet's message is to think of it as the application of the blessings and curses of Deuteronomy 27 and 28 to their redemptive historical situation, right? To whatever situation they're just, whatever situation they're in, they're just applying the covenant that God had already given them, right? And so here, back in those texts, if you go and read it, expulsion from the land was a curse right god said yo i'm about to take y'all into the land of canaan and if you guys go prostitute yourselves with idols as they have done you will be taken out of my land god said this and again this was a fulfillment of his word right and again we see just the patience of god in hosea 9 it says this the days of retribution have come they hear let Israel recognize it. The prophet is a fool and the inspired man is insane because of the magnitude of your iniquity and hostility. What is he saying? Well, here Hosea is kind of uh, poking fun at uh, Israel and he's quoting the things they would say. In other words, they would be like, yo, man, these prophets are fools. Right. Um, and the inspired man, literally the men who have God's spirit are insane. And he's just like, yo, Hosea is like, basically, you guys have made fun of and ridiculed, right? The the prophets of God who've tried to warn you, right? God repeatedly warned his people about exile. And instead of listening to them, they laughed at him, right? And one of the things we see, man, like God is not going to leave himself without a witness. God is not going to leave us without one. He's not going to blindside us, right? With judgment right he always warns us and that's one of the functions of scripture right we see the sins and mistakes of our ancestors to be used as a warning um for us and, and paul will say that in first corinthians 10 hosea 10 um you know god is just going to bring up man like like man like i took good care of y'all right i gave you guys abundance i gave you guys crops and you know, what we see is, man, the more that God blessed him, uh, the, the the more that the people of God rebelled against him. Right. And so he says, yo, in fact, they are now saying we have no king for we do not fear the Lord. What can a king do for us? And we see here that even too with that, like there becomes a complete denunciation of authority and leadership that God had put in place. And God is just like, yo, like 
once again, these are the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing. And we see again at the end of this chapter that he's going to talk about the injustice that they've done, that they've done. Um, and, and he will say, you know, basically, like, as I've mentioned before, like where idolatry, where idolatry is present injustice usually doesn't follow too far behind. Right. Like there's something about idols. Right. Or the worshiping of certain idols in our hearts that make us commit injustice, sin, oppression, exploitation, the whole nine yards. The same the same things we've been talking about all this all this time throughout the prophets are replaying themselves here and here in Hosea 11. He's like, when Israel was a child, I loved him. And out of Egypt, I called my son. And then in verse three, it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. Taught, taking them by the hand, but they never knew that I healed them. Uh, one of the things I think is true in this time and in our time is that, man, ingratitude is usually the great, the greatest progenitor of iniquity, right? Gratitude, ingratitude usually begets iniquity, right? God here in this text is said to walk his people through the way he saved them, right? The way he cared for them, the way he sustained them, the way he provided for them and on and on and on. And the main thing he is saying is that I love you. I loved past tense you, right? And you were ungrateful. I know for me, man, this is just me personally. One of the things I just can't stand is when I feel like I'm unappreciated, right? You know that feeling? You know that feeling like when you feel like you've done so much and you still feel unappreciated. Could we imagine, could you just imagine the way God sees in gratitude then for all the great things he has done? The things that you know and the things that are unbeknownst to you, right? And look what he says. He says, yo, I will not vent the full fury of my anger. I will not turn back to destroy Ephraim, for I am God and not man, the Holy One among you. I will not come in rage. Man, what the text is going to say is that God is going to bring judgment, but he's also going to, yeah, as we've talked about a ton, save a remnant, uh, a righteous few. And what we see here, man, is that God's compassion uh, leads him to save a few a righteous remnant when he really doesn't have to save any, right? He saves some, but he doesn't have to save any. And we just see that uh, here in the compassion and God's character. Chapter 12, uh, I thought about this chapter and I just said, you look just like your daddy. So basically, um, literally on Sunday, uh, for those of you who go to Cornerstone, uh, you know, we're gathering uh, partially, like, you know, limited capacity. And one of the people I seen Sunday was my good friend, Mike Davis. And, uh, man, I got a chance to chop it up with Mike. Uh, and I hadn't seen him in a, in a while. And so I just asked him how his family's doing, uh, how's this new season, um, and, you know, how's work and things like that. And uh, Mike, for those of you who don't know, is a new father, right? So he has a baby girl. And one of the things I told him, I said, Mike, she looked just like her daddy like right your baby girl looks just like she is a davis mike's last name is davis she is a davis right and he's like bro i know right and one of the things that i say that to say god is going to say this here about 
Israel, right? Like he's like, y'all look just like your daddy. And remember, Israel descended from Jacob, right? So God is going to go back in history to talk about how Jacob was a deceiver, right? And he was consumed with personal gain. Well, God is like, yo, y'all are doing the exact same things, right? And, you know, again, God is going to bring this up, but he's not going to condemn Israel. Even in the midst of their sin, their injustice, their greed, their deception, they're repeating the sins of previous generations. God is going to say, yo, but you must return to your God. Maintain love and justice and always put your hope in God. God is just saying here, even though you guys have turned away from me, my hand, my righteous hand is still lend it out to you for you to take it and for you to come home and turn from your sin and dwell with me forever let's pray father we thank you uh, for your word we thank you that uh, you are so much more compassionate than we are rebellious god i pray that uh, these truths will stick in our 